Welcome to our 2023 awards episode. Before we start, let me take you back over the 2023 running year from an inside running podcast perspective. 2023, the year of running kicked off when the World Cross Country Championships came to Bathurst. Yep, it's still hard to believe that the World Cross Country Championships were held in Bathurst, Australia. We turned on an epic and hot day of racing, which started with Australia getting bronze in the team relay before one of the most incredible races you'll ever witness in the women's 10k. Where Letzenbeck and A fell just 30 metres from the finish line as Chibet took the win. We then saw our own Australian drama with Leanne Pompiani as she veered off course in the home straight after taking a chance in the lead pack for the majority of the race. Thoughts of confusion and concern were then turned to joy when we saw Ali Pashley, who only just scraped into the team at the trials, surprise everyone with her top 20 finish. Kai Robinson gave us a glimpse into the future with his no-fear racing tactics as he beat home Brett Robinson, Jack Rayner and Andy Buchanan to finish 23rd. In February, Lisa Waitman kicked off the women's marathon racing season with her 2.23.15, which put her as the third fastest of all time at the time Australian women. And many thought a lock for a fifth Olympics. Julian the Big Moose Spence also towed the line at Osaka, but struggled to make it past the halfway mark on his Mizuno junket. The track season was highlighted with the Mori Plant meet in Melbourne. It had some big track names and some even bigger crowds. Ollie Hoare put on a dominant display in the men's mile, as 16-year-old Cam Myers ran a 3.55. And then it was Jess Hull who put a kick on top of a kick to claim bragging rights over Abby Caldwell. In April, we finally got to see Elliot Kipchoge veer away from his usual London-Berlin schedule when he hit the hills at the Boston Marathon. It turned out the infamous Newton heartbreakers and the rain again caused him some issues as he finished sixth. Back on home soil in June, we ticked over our seventh millionth download, and in July, Jen Gregson made her highly anticipated debut at the Gold Coast Marathon with a 2.28, but it was Liam Adams who stole the show with his 2.08.39, making him the fastest Australian to run on Australian soil, surpassing Rob D. Costella's 1982 Brisbane Commonwealth Games gold medal winning performance of 2.09.18. The Gold Coast Marathon also saw a first for our Road 2 series, as all three panellists made it to the finish line for the first time, meaning the Patreon podcast Road 2 series curse had been broken. Domestically down in Victoria, the Club of the People, the Bendigo Bats, went back-to-back in their XCR season campaign, as Glenn Huntley did the same in the female category. Jack Rayner was dominant on the roads in the local fun runs, as he filled his pockets with prize money, And Croaks had a scare as he was down in Melbourne for heart surgery, which sent all his fans into a frenzy. It was a rough world chance for the Australian team on the track in Budapest, as they were held under hot conditions. Jess Hull was our shining light in the 1500m final with her 7th place finish. Lisa Waitman did what Lisa Waitman does best on the roads on the world stage and executed a perfectly paced race to finish 16th. Meanwhile, Jakob got beaten again by a Brit, Kip Yagon won everything, and Safan Hassan was once again a must-watch as she attempted the triple. At Berlin, Tix Asefa was crowned the champ in the 49th edition of the race with an unbelievable women's marathon world record time of 2.11.53. It only did wonders for the Adidas racing shoe sales and resulted in Tamsin Manu firing up her Twitter account again to discuss shoe technology. 
The Sydney Marathon got a bit unlucky with the weather in September, but they got the numbers they needed to help their bid in becoming the seventh world marathon major. Sinead Diver and Brett Robinson cashed in as they both become Australian marathon champions. The bad boy of global marathon running, Calvin Kipton, made it look easy at Chicago as he smashed the world record and became the first man to run under 2.01 in a recognised race with his 2 hours and 35 second marathon. Safan Hassan finished off a remarkable season with another marathon win in 2.13, adding it to her London win in her debut earlier in the year. The Melbourne Marathon rolled around for another year and the men's race looked run and done at the halfway mark with Liam Adams coasting ahead to what looked like an easy payday for the tradie. But as they hit the hills through the botanical gardens, all of a sudden things weren't going to plan as Ryan Gregson and Reese Edwards closed the gap and went past Liam in the final kilometres. Reese Edwards ended up getting the shock win and the $20,000 paycheck. In the women's race, Gemma Maney looked like she was out on a training run as she took the win easily in her debut. Come December, it felt like everything was simmering away beautifully for some big head-to-heads in the Valencia Marathon. And it was all everyone was talking about, with Lisa, Jen, Izzy and Eloise all towing the line in the running mecca of Europe. It was Gregson who came across first in 2.23.08 to become the third fastest female Australian marathoner of all time. Izzy was next best in 2.23.27 to come within 12 seconds of Lisa's third fastest time in the qualifying period. Lisa then knocked out a 2.24 and Eloise a 2.25 to round out the Australians. It was our boy though, Shoe Geeks, Tom DeCano, who brought the Inside Running podcast audience to higher froth levels as he ran a massive PB of 2.11.51. On the same day in Japan, Brett Robinson returned to the Fukuoka Marathon and he punched out his second fastest time with a run of 2.08.29, making him the fastest Australian marathoner of the year. As On took over Zadapek with Peking Duck playing, a venue facelift, and new big-name livestream commentator, it quickly became the year of upsets on the track, with Irishman Andrew Corsgren proving he isn't the guy you want to be with at the bell in a 10,000-metre race, while Lauren Ryan returned from the States to tactically put on a clinic as she played cat and mouse with the women's field before delivering the knockout punch in the home straight. Claudia Hollingsworth, Morty Skyring and Jesse Hunt all got our attention with their impressive runs. Lyndon Hall, Jess Hull, Kat Bissett, Joe Deng and Kai Robinson all broke or set new Australian records in 2023. Lyndon and Jess seemed to pass that 1500 metre record back and forth and it's now as low as 356.9 with Lyndon. Jess proved she's all class by adding the mile and the 3000 metre to her list of Australian records. 2023 World Athletics Athlete of the Year, Faith Kipyagon finished the year as the standout global runner breaking the 1500 metre and 5000 metre world record. With her 1405 5k, it makes me think, is 2024 the first year we see a female break 14 minutes for 5k? It's not hard to cast your mind too far ahead and ponder what 2024 might hold for the Australians. Can Stewie return to form? Kai or maybe even Morgan McDonald get Craig Mottram's 5k record? Is Liam safe enough with the ranking points to get a spot for the Paris Olympic Marathon? And don't even get me started with our women's marathoning team. Maybe, just maybe, we're asking too much from Jess and Ali. Or maybe not. Remember what Jess did to that field at the Commonwealth Games over the final 5k? 
or what Ali did at World Cross Country? In this episode, our people, our audience have voted and we've done our homework on the stats. It was a year with plenty of running content and we thank you, our listeners and supporters, for having us in your ears throughout 2023 as we wrap up the year it was. episode number 322 of the Inside Running Podcast. Thank you for joining us for another week. Big show coming at you. It's our award show. We're going to be talking about everything that happened in 2023. Looking forward to chatting with Moose and Croaks about all that stuff. Happy New Year's to you, Julian Spence. Welcome to 2024. Big year for you coming up. How are you this week? Um, pretty good, mate. That's How are good. you going? I'm Yourself? good. Yeah, good. First day of 2024. It's New Year's Day. We're recording this. Been really hitting the public holidays this year, haven't we, the last couple of weeks? Yeah. Boxing yeah, no, Day, New Year's Day. A bit more, bit more time to prepare during the day for the show. Mm, yeah, have a like that. My other co-host is up in Canberra, Bradley Croker. Welcome to 2024. How are you? Good, Brady. So you're saying you're actually prepared for the award show this year, Moose? Well, I, I learnt the questions 10 minutes ago, so yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll today, you boys, this is your bread and butter. I'm here to provide the gags, be the elite athlete, and uh, I'm the, the coach of the show as well. You boys, you're the little nerds that talk about the, the stats and the detail. Yeah, we mm. analyse things. Um, <laughs> but no, it is, it is fun. Like, I always enjoy this. I don't know how many years we've been doing it, but it's a nice opportunity just to reminisce on the year and... Um, yeah, because you often forget about the stuff that happened at the start of the year. Everything's very much, oh, what's happened recently? But then when you start to think back, you know, it's almost a year since World Cross. Um, so that was a pretty special day. Well, that's why I did that editorial, because I went back and started taking notes. And then I'm just like, shit, oh, what's happened? I want to put this all down in like in kind of timeline order. It's been a big year for running. Yeah, has been. Who wants to go first with their weekly recaps? Moose, you had a big one again. You're getting fit. I, I did I... not have a big one, actually. Big workouts, though. Mm, injury riddled week my week oh really you wouldn't know that from the the workouts you put out oh not oh, the work i saw a bike ride that gave it away yeah that's an easy giveaway in that first <laughs> yeah. bike ride in two years <laughs> well you had a one day <laughs> injury uh no i had some down days okay I had, had Take some down through. Days. Yeah. yeah i'm just pulling it up um it's not it's not low, like oh yeah sorry my bad that's that's right uh, the the week started with I was pretty sore Christmas Day, so we met. Um, well, we've already kind of talked about. It. I met Ali and uh, Joe. Brought up Tiggy in the pram, and Bree and I ran with Pia in the pram. So it was it was a bit of a family run. No, it was pretty fun on, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Christmas morning, yeah, and then had a, like a, a smoothie and gay. I reckon. Joe had bought Pierre a present. Uh, we'd already given Tiggy her present, um, but Joe bought Pierre a um, hobby horse thing. <laughs> you know, like it's like a 
big stick with a horse head on the end. Oh, yeah. yeah. With yeah. a couple of handles. And <laughs> uh, it's just been brilliant. She loves it. You can click a button like on its ear and it starts to make like clip clop noises. Um, and the other ear makes a neighing sound. And she just races around the house like doing this weird little canter. So good from Jose there. I was pretty sore though, and I had a sore shin after the day the, the day previous, which was a bit bigger. The next, so I was supposed to run that afternoon, Christmas Arvo run, but the weather was terrible, and then I had a few too many champagnes early in the day, and that's what stopped me from running later. So I thought, oh, don't really need to run. It's piss and rain. It's really windy, and I had about five champagnes at before before lunch so it was not going to be for the second run i met toby and hang on Ellie. just on the champagne you're a big champagne yeah. drinker like is this a didn't, thing didn't that pick people... you didn't yeah. pick you as a champagne drinker i don't, I don't I know men champagne. that drink champagne I'm, I'm, not, I'm not embarrassed for you at all moose but it's just an odd kind of thing from you no i've started to get into champagne a lot lately it's i, I i'm starting to also appreciate the differences in in champagnes and just like if you rock up to a Christmas or whatever, people will bring a bottle and you get to try a few and you start to develop a bit of a taste for some over the others. That's Is it Moe? Is that the big one? Yeah, that's one. That's the famous one, isn't it? Always buy people bottle uh, of Moe? Yeah, there's one called Mum. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. And there's Vuv or something. Yeah, that's the one with the yellow label, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. that's the one I really like, actually. I really Did you like get it. a bottle when you bought your house, Moose? Real estate agents love dishing out a bottle yeah. of champagne if you buy or sell a house. We got a, it was like a platter sort of thing. Like, oh, no, what do they call them? Um, shit, what are they? Like a hamper? A hamper, a hamper, a hamper. Yeah. A hamper. yeah, that's it. And I reckon there was a bottle in there. Um, yeah, so champagne, I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy a good one. Had a few last night, New Year's Eve. Uh, it doesn't even affect me like, you know, some people say, oh, I get a really bad hangover, but I don't I don't get that. Nothing like whiskey. Whiskey f- fucking destroy me. Champagne, I can do a few. The the next day, ran with Ali and Toby. Just a, We did a trail run again, terrible weather. So we decided to, to get on the trails get out of the grossness a little bit. You can kind of hide away on the trails. And we ran about just over an hour. Um, Toby's been good enough to put up a picture of <laughs> of um, a win of mine a couple of years ago. So he's impressed with that, obviously, with an idol of um, his, I am. Uh, next day was the workout. So we went to Deacon and we had 10 by K. 10 by K of two minutes. The idea was that this was going to be faster than what we normally do them. So we had a little bit extra rest. For my reps, I wanted to do them about three minutes. Uh, the first one took a while to get going. So it was 3.05. I was running. I was spotting the group in front, which was Ali's group. With um, There was probably six people in it. Uh, I was spotting them about five to ten seconds and so I'd normally catch them at about the 800 mark of each rep and I, I didn't catch them in that rep at all because <laughs> I just couldn't go fast enough but after that first one at 305 I, I, I started to cut them down so uh, it was 305 259 58 57 58 
57, 56, 56, 56, 55. And I had Matt Gunther helping me a little bit as well. So he was, he would run four to 600 meters for each rep. And then I would normally be catching the group by that stage. So that was really helpful because then at the end he didn't, he was kind of a bit cooked. And so he didn't help me for the last couple. And I got exposed a bit into the, the wind. There was, a, there was a little bit of wind there on the, the back straight. And it was a lot harder work. But that, that was a good workout for me. I'm not sure I've done a workout at that pace with that volume of those distance reps, like 1K versus 400 meters or something. So that I was pretty happy with that workout. And, and the other group, we'll call them the Osaka group because most of them are doing Osaka. They had a really good workout as well. They averaged about 3.7, I think. Um, and, and they were all happy. It was a, an, a stinking day, really. We were thinking this is what, Boxing Day, or the day after Boxing Day, and you're running in the rain in like 12-degree weather or something, whatever it was, on the track. That is not what track running should be. We're getting a weird weather patterns down here right now. Uh, I jogged the following morning. Um, no, sorry, I had a day off. So that was the 27th. We did Rue Run that night, jogged that one with the crew, with Ali, Kiri, and, and Liam. And Toby, he probably wants you to know that he got the win, but I see we're going to cover it in the results, which is pretty nice here. Next morning, I jogged 30 minutes or so, and I did have a bit of shin pain, so I, I decided to, to take um, – I didn't at all. I ran that afternoon on the treaty. <laughs> I, at some point, I had a day off, I'm sure of yeah, it. Yeah, 20... the, tw- the 29th. Oh, no. Yeah, 29th. 29th. I went for a bike ride. So I, I, uh, I ran, I rode about an hour, hard work riding when you're not, when you haven't been on a bike. You just have no leg strength. Your heart can keep up just fine, but your legs just can't give you anything. And I went up some really steep hills, but I, I, I loved it. And I felt like I was working some muscles that I don't work that would be good for running, like my quads good for my knees so i'm going to keep doing it i'm going to ride a bit more often if i get a spare afternoon or something i'm going to jump on the bike so i had that day off i ran the saturday with brett coleman down anglesey 45 minutes i've actually been working our stores sort of been hit by covid lately so the staff uh, a few of the staff are sick so we're we're, brie and i have been working and then so i headed off there saturday um and then that evening, just ran a bit outdoors and then a bit indoors because my, my shin that's been sore, it, it, it handles treadmill quite well. It doesn't really get sore at all. Whereas outdoors, when I've got different cambers and hills and a lot of corrugations on the dirt up here, it's not as good. So I'm trying to do a bit more on the treading. Is it inside of your shin, like tip post? Yeah, but it's quite high. So it's, it's mid-shin, which... Tip post normally, I thought, in starts a bit earlier. Yeah, it's normally a bit lower. Yeah, it does go up and down the shin, so I feel it in multiple spots. And I also think it might be a little bit more calf than bone uh, or tendon even because it just, like, I, I, when I press my calf, I get quite sore, but when I press the bone, I can't feel anything. Mm. I, I'm getting some treatment on it tomorrow hopefully that will 
relieve it a little. So I was a little apprehensive given that I had this sore shin of the workout on Sunday, which was a 6K jog to warm up and then 28K tempo. I was trying to do everything I could to get the shin right, like anti-inflams and massage and uh, some ISO stuff and icing and, and creams and a self-massage, all, this, all the stuff you do. And I've been wearing an orthotic in the shoe, uh, heel pitches in my race shoe. And, and I got to the, the, the tempo and, and even the first few K of the tempo, I, I could feel it. And I thought, oh, this might not be the, the day for this. Maybe I should bail out. And then it came good. So it was probably about 2K before it started to dissipate. And um, that was like up a hill, which was probably good for the calf, just to sort of load the calf a little bit. And, and then down the hill, I thought it might hurt a little more because that's normally where it hurts, but it didn't. Um, and then we sort of we ran a 28K loop that was over some rolling hills that, what did we get, 28K, 150 meters of climbing. So it wasn't crazy hilly or anything, but there was certainly some rollers out there. My goal was to run about 320 to 325. I was solo for this one. Toby was going to do it, but he had COVID, so he couldn't run with me. Uh, I was pretty content to run 325s, and I was averaging about that when I turned around at the 10K mark, and then I... I realized that I've been going uphill for a lot of it because everything started to feel really easy down downhill for about 5K. I started to roll a few faster Ks. And then I just got in a bit of a rhythm where that felt like the right tempo. Uh, I hit a headwind at about 20K mark and went back uphill. And so I slowed down and then finished down a hill and and got rolling a little bit. So I averaged, averaged 321 for that um 28k tempo and i was really happy with how it felt that was probably the the biggest takeaway here was like this at times i was just kind of a little bored out there like it it, it was a bit solo it was an hour 33 just by yourself running a tempo when you passed i passed the group once and or twice sorry and they were like there's three of them they had a bike rider with them and there was a speaker with music and it just looked fun. And I was just off fucking stuck by myself with my own thoughts for 90 minutes. Yeah. So it was nice to get through it. Yeah. Uh, clearly, not, clearly not the big dog down there, are you? Well, I'm not. Nah. <laughs> I'm actually not. That's the bit. And I, this, this kind of whole block's sort of been, I'm not going to really have anyone to train with. It's not about, I no one, like no one cares about what I run. I don't even care about what I run that much. It's it really is about Ali at the moment. And she's got guys looking after her who are who haven't run as fast as her before, but they've shown signs that they can and and they that and they will. So they've they've got a great help because they've got a professional like Ali sort of controlling their workouts. And she's happy because they're running big long workouts with her. So it's a great vibe. Everyone's on the same page been really fun i'm just not running with him that's all i'll get down there moose will you yeah oh god i said to carly the other day i gotta get out of here same reasons well you rock up for these like oh, mine was two hours and 12 minutes solo and you're, yeah. just, uh, you're just not you just it's hard to get yourself up and about that's the best thing though you know, I know like, yeah what you're doing 
you're running two hours, 12 minutes by yourself when you're not up and about and you're hitting paces you're supposed to. Imagine what you can do on the day. Yeah, I know, but I think if you do it too often, it can be like draining. Like when, say, like Ali and Crammers come to my long run, I'm driving there going, this is great, I'm excited, I'm stimulated. Mm. Whereas a lot of my training is like, just get out of the car and get it done, Brady. That's going to be a, that's going to be a win today. Just like, just get something yeah. done and that's a win. Whereas I think you want to, at times, strive for a bit more, a bit more excellence, a bit more professionalism, a bit more, like just push the envelope a bit. And it's hard to do when you're solo by yourself. And yeah. I'm trying my heart. Yeah. Well, the flip side of that, though, is people that do everything in a group and then they get to race day and they get isolated yeah. at 30K. Yeah. They haven't had a lot of practice at that and it becomes tough. Yeah. Oh, it, it helped me massive at Gold Coast when I dropped off the pack at 18K and ran solo through to 41. Like, mm. yeah, it definitely helps that one. But I think a bit of both can be good. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, yeah, I'm I think a bit of both is good. I, I also, I'm feeling with you, though, as well, like it does drain you a lot. Mm. And I, I woke up that morning and I was like, Pia woke up about half an hour before my alarm went off at 5.30. So I was up putting her back down at 5 o'clock and I'm just thinking, fucking hell, I've got a day ahead of me. Yeah. And I'm really not up for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that would be great if you make it down. I will. I will yeah. I'm going to plan on it. Get down I'll tell there. you the schedule. You've got to give me a heads up though. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a few weeks' notice when I've got it all booked in, but I'm working on it behind the scenes. Um, yeah. That was a week of how many Ks for you? I was like 127. Did the shin pull up okay after that? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's It hasn't got any worse. That's given me a heap of confidence because I ran on it today, 16K, like broken into two runs. I can feel it, but it, it, it hasn't got worse. If anything, it feels a little better than mid last week. Yeah, that's good. Hey, give us yeah. a reflection on your year, 2023. Oh, uh, from a running perspective? A bit of everything. Running, life, it all kind of life impacts running, doesn't it? Professionalism? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, for me, it's Matt Gunther asked a question last night in a, in a group that we've got saying, um, rank your top three years. And this one came second. So I was. this was a great year for me. We moved into our house down here, sort of like dream house, I guess. Uh, we, the store has been really successful this year. It's grown really well. We've built, the main thing that I'm happy about is the team that I've built at the running company and how I love going to work. And it's just, it, it, you know, the, being able to wake up and go to work and, and hang out with people that you really like talking to and, and being around like, like-minded personalities it's a it's a massive thing that helps your headspace and i think we've created that really well at the store so i'm really like pumped with that and then p is old enough now where like she's we interact with her a lot more seeing her grow and become a, a little girl this has been a, a a great year for me i've i've really enjoyed it well put how many cases of the year do you know? Are you well, yeah, yeah, I'm on Strava now, so let me have a look. It wasn't impressive, not an impressive year for me. Uh, let me pull it up. 2024, 60, oh, no, that's all time, damn. Mm -hmm. um, oh, no, it's 2024. I'm like, that's not a lot, 18K. 
5,454. Yeah, that's, that's all right. That's light work. That is not a lot. Mm-hmm. Come on. What was your best race of the year? Uh, Sydney Marathon was my best race, yeah. Second? Easy. Can't remember. Don't care. Don't care. Favourite was... favorite shoe of the year? Oh, I, I had the Alpha Fly 3 at the very end. That was it. Mm, okay. That was the answer. <laughs> favourite jogger, though? Favourite jogger. I think Super Blast released this last year, right? Uh, I, I don't... Was I don't it reckon late we, last year? Yeah, I don't... I reckon we got it... Did, I reckon we got it 2023, so okay, like well, last year. Yeah. I'm going to say favourite jogger, Vimero 17, then, because that... That over that that hasn't overtaken Super Blast for me, but it's bloody good shoe. Okay. When did you get? When do you reckon we got Super Blast Brady? Definitely this year, because I think I, I went Cloud Monster the, last year and wasn't yeah. even, wasn't even on my radar. Yeah, I think it was definitely this year as well that we got Super Blast. Okay, yeah. well, it's Super Blast then. Okay, I think we're all going to say the same thing for that question. <laughs> Any yeah. other questions for him before we talk about goals next week, Coach? No, you pretty much nailed all the ones I was going to ask. That's what we usually do at the end of the show. One thing you learnt, Moose? Um, you don't need mileage to get fit when you're older. Good, yeah, I like that. Yep. Very don't good. get sucked in thinking you have to do... See, at my PB year 2019, um, don't try and replicate that because you're a different athlete now than when you were. So that's that has been a really strong learning curve for me. Good. All right, Crokes, over to you. Take us through the week. I'm going to fire the same questions at you at the end of it. All right. I had an okay week. I um, did have a little scare towards the end, which is why my mileage was probably a little bit lower than I had planned. Uh, but my week kicked off on Boxing Day with some one-minute hill reps. Uh, I wasn't that pumped for this session. I have always dreaded hill sessions. Um, for some reason, I sort of just get real just anxious know they're going to hurt um but i know that they're so good for you as well so yeah one minute up jogging back down in about 90 seconds um so each hill uh had about 20 meters of climbing over the it was just it was under under 300 meters i think for the hill and um this was this was tough like i find hills are really hard to gauge effort like you go out in the first 30 seconds feels okay and then you get to like 40 seconds and you look down at your watch and you think you might only have 10 seconds to go and then you've got 20 and then, and that last 20 always feels really hard and I got to probably five reps in I'm like I don't even know if I'm going to, to finish this session or, you know and then but you do 90 seconds seems to be enough time to recover but then towards the end it almost feels more of a gym session for me like my legs just aren't strong enough to hold form um probably could have run them a little bit slower because I reckon even just on like slightly faster than long run pace if you're running up a, a hill for a minute jogging back down for a minute and a half going back up you're doing that 10 times like your heart rate's going to be pretty high just doing that so got through it wouldn't say i loved it um but the benefit was the next morning i woke up and my glutes were like domsy sore i'm like well that's that that's a good result of hills which is sort of why you want to do it um jeez i thought you were going to say activated then croaks that's what I, thought. Oh. I thought we were going down that, that road again. <laughs> no, nah, past that. But um, yeah, like I was, I was actually really happy that I had DOMS, and it probably showed that it's a bit of a weakness of mine. I haven't done a lot of hill sessions recently, and something that I want to want to keep in, or, or maybe even just start throwing in ten second hill strides at the end of some of e- some easy runs, because I think there's some benefit in that as well. Um, so yeah, Wednesday 
Uh, I got rolling a bit on this. I did, um, yeah, 18.5K, uh, just an out-and-back loop at Mulligan's, average 4.13s. Um, and then, yeah, Thursdays I take off. Friday we're down at the lake for my sort of bread and butter session of five by six minutes off one-minute slow jog. Um, this was okay. It was pretty muggy sort of morning. So in hindsight, I should have done this off just standing recoveries because although I was only jogging like five minutes to 5.30 per K pace for the one-minute recoveries, after about rep three, it's just my heart rate just wasn't really coming down um, just because of the humidity. So probably should have just stopped and walked. Um, that would have just kept the heart rate and probably felt a bit smoother on the last few reps. But, yeah, I went 320, 321, 321, 320, 317. Um, yes, average like 328s for that whole session, uh, which is almost like it's a pretty long session. It's almost 10K worth of work. Um, but, yeah, I think for this session, my heart rate could probably be a bit lower. I, I look back at some old um, training data. So last year, or 2022, when I started, like, we didn't have the group, so I was doing a lot of my sessions on the treadmill. Remember that phase? Yep. Yeah, and so I was doing, like, five by six minutes on the treadmill all the time, and uh, and then I was alternating that with probably K reps on the track or short hills, and my heart rate was barely getting above like 165 on the treadmill and like i'm getting above 170 here but like i got you know progressively really fit um last year doing that you know training on the treadmill at like 160 165 heart rate so i think there's a bit of a lesson there where i just feel like i've sort of started to get fitter and then the sessions have just become a little bit harder than what they probably should be so personally i think this session probably should have been done around like 325s, um, yeah, to be sort of maybe in the right zone. So that was, um, yeah, that was a session. And then- Do you run Friday, that with someone? Uh, I was solo for that. Like there was the group, but there wasn't, um, the guy, Zach, who I normally do the session with, he was back home in Orange. So um, yeah, I was solo for that one. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then after the session, like, so I've had like on and off Achilles stuff for like, 20 years like I went through like a three-year period where I would literally hobble out of bed like, and it would take me up to an hour for my Achilles to actually loosen off and then they'll generally okay for the rest of the day and so I've got pretty good at knowing what's okay to keep running with and, and what's not but during the day on Friday anytime I'd sort of sit down for a period and then get up my left Achilles was like really niggly for you know I don't know, like five minutes or so until it started to really sort of warm up. And I'm like, oh, I haven't noticed that, you know, recently. So that sort of concerned me a little bit. So it was probably a combination of the hills, um, you know, the intensity of the session. Um, so I decided not to run on Saturday. Um, just so if I give it a day, um, I don't think it's anything major. Um, but like going out for 30 to 40 minutes on the Saturday might stop me from being able to do a long run. Uh, so I took the day off, got up on the Sunday morning, and it warmed up pretty well. Um, and so I was able to get through my hour 45 at 4.11s and not really feel it at all, like other than maybe a couple of minutes um, at the start. Um, so it was 25K, a uh, week of 76.3. Um, yeah, so I still probably just need to be a bit careful with the Achilles. I wouldn't say, like today I ran and it was, um, yeah, like a one out of 10. Um, so... Yeah, I'll just see. I may just dial back the intensity a bit this week. Yeah, it makes sense. What yeah. about um? What about any like? Do you ever use heel raises in your shoes? 
I did put um, heel raises in on Sunday, actually. And I had I had heel raises in a pair of shoes that I just I wear just sort of casually, and I ripped them out of that and put them in my um, my Super Blast for Sunday long run. It's a good idea. Which probably helped as well. Yeah. Um, look, I don't think it's anything bad. Like the fact I can run, like, I was able to run an hour forty five and not really notice it at all. And uh, but it's just that one where you know it doesn't take much for that sort of thing to take hold. So I just need to be a bit sensible probably this week. Get on top of it early. Yeah. Give us a reflect reflection croaks. It's always hard when you have heart surgery in the year to do a running <laughs> reflection, but do your best. Uh, yeah, so running-wise was, like, disappointing. I know at the start of the year we had, like, what our goals were for the year, and I know you sent me one to race a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, and a marathon. So I obviously didn't tick that box. I only – well, I did a 5K at Park Run, the one – where I stacked it. Oh, that's right. Um, got angry. And uh, yeah, yeah, I still got scars. And uh, I did the Sydney Ten, which wasn't a wasn't a great result for me, but my heart went crazy. Well, I, I had experienced it before that race, and the week after was the week that I had to go to the doctor and then the hospital. So um, yeah, maybe it affected the race. I don't know, but that was really the only race that I did all year. So it wasn't a great one. Uh, I then. Actually, when I got out of hospital, though, I started. I went back up to like 160, 170k weeks before I was diagnosed. And that period, I definitely felt like I was getting fit in the lead up to Gold Coast. Um, but yeah, I ran like exactly pretty much 4,000 k's for the year, which, given I didn't do a lot for probably two or three months, um, is not a bad year. But I did have a, I did have a quite a few like 160, 170k weeks in sort of April to to June, which made up for it. Um, yeah, in terms of a year though, like, like I actually had a pretty good year. Um, the positive was probably the Mulligans group for me. Like it's just grown. Um, and actually, one of my goals at the start of the year was also to be more social with my running. And this has definitely been probably the most social I've been in terms of, you know, rocking up to group sessions even when I couldn't uh, run, um, doing morning sessions, which I, you know, anybody that knows me in the last 20 years, I would do maybe three runs a year before 7 a.m. And, like, I'm regularly now, you know, running at 6.30 with the group. So that's definitely been the positive for me from the year was just the the Mulligans group. Love love meeting up with them. Um, yeah, and sort of the growth the growth of that group as well. Shoes? Uh, yeah, we super blast. I haven't really raced in any other shoes. So for me, it's still, like, the Alpha Fly 1 if I – have an important race, I would probably put that one on. But in terms of jogging shoes this year, the Super Blast has been my go-to for for long runs and midweek long runs. Cool. I guess you no know, kind of races of the year, favourite race, best performance. <laughs> yeah, my my best performance was probably in the lead up to Gold Coast Marathon, a two by eight k with a one, well with a three minute float. I think I averaged like three twenties for that. That's close right. to seventeen k. And you didn't even get to Gold Coast. No, no. So yeah, it wasn't a very good year from a from a running point of view, but um, yeah, like but life was life was generally pretty good. That just good. sort of just goes to show that there's well, for, yeah, there's more to I don't know. Like you can still be involved heavily with running without having to be you know tip top shape yourself. Yeah, you can get like joy out of it from other components of the sport. Yeah, well, I think moving forward, like if I was to somehow miraculously run a PB, I still think I'd get more enjoyment out of seeing my, my athletes succeed than I would out of running a small PB myself. 
I'm sort of at that point now with, with my life and my running. Have I missed a question, Moose? Did I ask you many questions? Hey, did I what did you learn? You? Yeah, what did you learn? I knew there was another question. Well, it was probably, yeah, probably that last one that, you know, you don't necessarily need to be in top in tip-top shape um, and running PBs to enjoy the sport and, and have an impact on the sport. Yeah. Good, good. I'll ask you about some goals next week. I'll kick my week off. Christmas morning was Monday. Um, storms and thunder and lightning here as well. I thought for all the parents who bought their kids like bikes or basketball rings or trampolines, it would have been a pretty um, rough morning. And if Santa delivered those as well, that would have also been pretty rough trying to set those things up in the storms around here. So I went to the uh, treadmill at the gym and I just sat on that for 10k. Pretty um, pretty cruisy. Tuesday, oh, then we went to Benny on back in the car. No champagne, no moose. Drove there and back. Good boy. Uh, yeah. Tuesday, 14K easy, 4.40 in the morning, and then 7K easy, 4.28. Wednesday, I've been doing like Wednesday and Sunday is like 6 o'clock starts, so up at 4.50, making sure I'm doing like my activations and stuff, and then trying to start the workout around about 25 minutes, 20 minutes past 6 a.m. to just um, make sure the sun's not too high. So I did 20 by 2 minutes at about 3.10 pace and 1 minute float around about 3.40 pace. Um, this workout always, you just know when you start your watch at the start, your heart rate's probably not going to drop much. So, so it's kind of like, you're just going to go to know you're concentrating for an hour when you hit go. And I think a good sign in this workout is if the floats almost feel like they're recoveries. And if they don't, you're probably doing them too hard and you're kind of going to stuff the workout out, up and blow up a bit. Um, but for me, this was good. Like I kind of hit the three tens for most of the 10 minute, uh, two minutes, and then for the floats, I was kind of around like 3.35, 3.40 and felt like I finished with a whole lot of running. Whereas I've done this in the past and been in big trouble with like 15 minutes to go. Whereas this one was um, yeah, quite good. So pretty much went half an hour out, half an hour back. Super sweaty at the end. It was like someone had turned a tap on, like just off the peak of my hat. It was just absolutely dripping when I um, was changing out of my flats and into my jogging shoes for the cool down. Um, that's that's good. That sort of shows that you're 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 getting heat acclimated because you've yeah. got a good sweat rate. Like, um, and I never felt sweat. hot during the workout. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. like, it wasn't until like it almost shocked me. Like I was, I remember I had my um, flats in, or I had my jogging shoes in the boot of my car, and I was kind of leaning over and like just. I was like looking around like, is this for real? Am I really having this much sweat dropping off the peak of my hat into like the mm. boot of the car here? Um, whereas, although I think it was like 92% humidity and about 15, 16 degrees, I never felt like I was impacted by the heat whilst I was actually doing the, the workout. And obviously, I don't think I would have been hit, able to hit the times if it was mm. cooking me too much. Um, in the other, I, I ran on the treadmill again, did 8K, watched that like Shooting Stars movie on uh, Netflix, you know the Le- LeBron oh, James one? I've seen this watch trailer it. for it. It's pretty easy to watch. I probably wouldn't recommend it unless you're trying to pass the time easy on a treadmill. Yeah. You, know, you, should watch, you should watch what I told you to watch the other day. Oh, that movie. Warrior. Yeah, that'd be good. Is that on Netflix? Yeah, yeah it's on Netflix. Okay, I'll put that on the next couple of times I'm on there. That'll get me at least like five treadmill runs, I reckon. Yeah, and then watch, um, I watched another one, Undisputed. Uh, Undisputed 2, about a boxer that goes to jail in um, Russia. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's Pretty... what you need, I reckon, sport documentaries or some kind of like sport-related No, movie. this was a fictional fictional movie. Oh, was it? 
it wasn't it it was pretty good have you watched a documentary <laughs> about the u.s women's soccer team on netflix no. that come no. up the other day i thought that might be my go-to i started watching the new uh like the money heist the prequel with berlin did you mm. see that's come out yeah, I'll you, I'll watch that because I I like money heist. You like you guys are money heist money people, heist. aren't you? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, oh, get into it, Moose. It I watched I watched it. Is that a series? Yeah, yeah. Like oh no, I don't know. It's like, Span- it's like a Spanish Spanish they, uh, they show. Bank. Mm. I tell you what is funny, sex education. <laughs> Have you watched that the latest hilarious. season? Yeah, I'm, I think two yeah. episodes in. Yeah, that is God, good. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> the last season's not as good as the other seasons though. Isn't it? I don't think so, in my opinion. It started pretty good when he um, does that little speech and then he puts the photos of himself up on the... Because it's so awkward. (laughs) Oh, oh, boy, I lost it. I couldn't stop laughing. I just felt like they tried to introduce way too many characters in the newer season. Yeah. That was just my opinion. Thursday, 10K in the morning, 4.48s. 8K in the afternoon, 4.46s. Friday, 20K easy, 4.28s. 7K in the Arbo, 4.34s. Saturday, I did 16K and some strides. And then Sunday, um, all solo, like we discussed. I did 14K around about four-minute pace. And then I changed into um, my Vaporfly 3s, which I think will be my shoe of choice for Osaka, unless um, the Alpha Flies are amazing. And I then did 10K at 3.30 pace. And then I worked the following 10K down. So I kind of hovered around like low 320s for 5K. And then I kind of, a bit of a push in the last 5K. I went 318, 318, 313, 311, 308. And then um, 2K to cool down. Made it 36K for the morning at 340s. What I learned about this workout is running at 330 pace sucks. Like I was 8K into the 330 section. And I'm like, not my day. Sick of training solo. I hate this. I'm not going to be able to do this workout. But when I clicked over and got into that rhythm like you spoke about before, Moose, I was like, this is a piece of piss. Like, mm. the last 5K felt easier than, like, the whole run. I was like, I could not get over how easy, like, 315s, 312s were kind of coming out. Um, That's See, what you're feeling there early, that whole uh, almost uncomfortableness at the 330s, that's what people don't aren't patient with during a marathon. Yep. And I, I thought about you actually. I'm like, this is what he must feel like. Because at one stage, my watch flicked up and it said like 33K, 311. And I'm like, imagine running a marathon and seeing the 33K mark and you split the 311. Just because I'm used to it going the other way. It's like, ah, it's 325. Yeah. It's 328. It's 332. Like, that's, yeah, it must be an amazing feeling to do that. That's that's what you're trying to practice, is yeah. it? Well, yeah. kind of. Like, I wanted to like extend i think at the end like the last 10k maybe averaged out 317 whereas the last 15k of my long run the week before was like 324 325 for 15k so i'm just trying to get a few more k's um quality i did originally have planned you know that workout you gave me where you do this but then you do two by 2k pretty quick at the end of it with a k flow i yeah i kind of i had that on paper but i thought because i'd gone a bit quicker um, I thought just stay away from that fire a week out from this 10k and I can do that later on in the build up I think if I want to do it um, uh, yeah I don't I, that's I, I 40k wouldn't be too total of running too fast at, or running faster at the end uh, I think that's good for you to yeah, um yeah to, I'm saying I kind of got it though in this 5k yeah well you did didn't yeah, you really yeah so I kind of got to a stage where I was like oh these 
like when I was trying to run 320s, I was running, you know, 318s, 313s, and I'm like, I might just push this on and then cap it at 36 instead of then backing off and then going for 2x2k. So that's week of 161. Ticked off the year, 7,319, which was good. I had a goal of 7,300, which is 20k a day. So I got 19k's over that, which I've been privately looking at my Strava. You know how you can see how many k's you're ahead behind? Not that... Not that it means if you set a goal on how many Ks you want for the year, oh. it gives you like a like a live tracking of how you're going. Not that it means anything, but it's nice and round numbers. Um, so that was that was the year. I've looked at my world athletics profile today though, and I only had one result on there. For someone who loves racing so much, I very I didn't I done stuff all during two thousand and twenty three. Gold Coast was like well, my only cross real, country didn't go up. Yeah, and I think I did a lot of like the um like, you know, I did the Eckerton Relay and not the 15K. Or I was sick at Albert Park 10K and, like, didn't really hit a 10K for the year or a 5K. Like, my only half marathon I did was Burnley Half Marathon, which kind of doesn't go up there. So I just had a weird year of, like, results. I think I'd done enough training, but, um, yeah. Makes sense, though. Didn't really have any A races. Because you came off Valencia. So, obviously, the first part of the year is going to be pretty, like, low-key. Like, you're yep. not going to be ready for track. So, you, so you miss the track season. And then cross-country starts and your focus is then Gold Coast. And then by the time you start to recover from Gold Coast, you're like, well, it's almost, you know, it's end of the, the cross-country season. What do I do now? So, yeah, sort, of makes, much, sort yeah. of makes sense. Yeah. And I think, um, with, yeah, different roles at work and stuff this year. So, I kind of had to get trained a bit earlier in the morning and, as I said before, like a lot of the year just become about getting it done and yeah, I don't know. I felt like I was 85, 80% fit the whole year, but never was I in like 29.30 shape or 65 low shape for a half marathon. It was an odd year, but I'm injury free and I feel like I can launch off it. But yeah, just just odd, I suppose, is my summary of 2023. Are you racing this weekend, Brady? At, uh, yeah, yeah, down at Geelong. Yeah, sit on the 10? Yeah. And Moose, are you still going to race or are you worried about your shin? I'm, I'm racing too. Okay. I should, I should be okay, I think. Um, if it goes bad, then maybe not, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be planning on racing. So Brady, he should slap me up there. Oh, That'll I be. I, I do think, I think so. So would this be a down week for both of you? I think like yeah, I'm still going to be working on Wednesday. No, not for me because I had a real, I had a low week last week where I took a day off and I ran one day of six k, one day of ten k. So I had a down week last week. I'll, I'll do a little bit less towards the end of the week, <clears throat> but I'll still do a big workout on Wednesday. Yeah, I'll do a give workout. You, give you a good ex, good excuse, Moose, if you don't back yeah. off this week. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you do on Wednesday, I'm doing a bigger workout. Um, <laughs> you. You are gonna win this, and I'm gonna win a soccer. That's what I'm. That's my theme. Yeah, I'm not too. That's what I'm trying to go with. Like, you don't want to be the guy winning the 10k when you're training for a marathon in eight weeks. There's yeah. bigger bragging rights up for grabs. But I don't want to be compared to you with you at a soccer. Like, you're a 214 man. This is your bread Shut and butter. Up. I'm pretty shit Shut at marathons. I no, I don't know. You since 2019. No, I don't well, know. Predictions for this weekend then, what what shape do you think you're in for 10K, Brady? Oh, between 30, 20 and 30, 40. 
I'd take somewhere in there. No. Mm, I reckon. Than that. I, yeah, I, actually I, reckon. Do, I don't know because of what I said before. Like, I feel like I've strung the consistency, but I'm like, I don't know, nothing, no one training session tells me I'm in that kind of shape. Mm. What about you, I, Moose? Well, I think about 31 shape, that's what I'm in. What oh, did Nate Pierce run the other week for that 10K in Collingwood? Because me and him did yeah, a workout together. About 30, 20. Yeah. About 30, 20. Yeah. Um, I think you'll I think you'll go faster than thirty one moose. You did ten one k as at two fifty five pace, didn't you? Just that? yeah, two minutes. Two rest. minutes though. Yeah, I but, suppose. But still, I think you. I still think, given your strength at the moment, uh, and what you've been doing in training, yeah, I think you go maybe. well under thirty one. I think maybe may, like I would. Are you gonna if he if you go out and run seventy? Uh, 74s, 74s, yeah. I'll run, I'll run that pace. Have we got a pacemaker? You say Toby's got COVID. Wasn't he pacing? No, he's racing. Oh, he's racing the 10K? Well, he was going to, but now he got COVID. He still thinks he's going to race because he's bet me a slab that he'll beat me. <laughs> so well, That's rich from a guy that owes me a slab, Toby Mendo. He could just give well, it straight to you and then we could be talk all... Talk about all slabs. Even, yeah. Talking about people that <laughs> owe people slabs. <laughs> um, um, so we've got a pacemaker at all. Who else? Nate Stoat's racing. What, you get him to pace. Yeah, he could easily pace. Is he thing. reliable? Or? Yeah, he's pretty strong off the front. But then he'll kick away from us with 3k to go, I reckon. Might see if he wants yeah. to do that. He can go run 2940. Yeah. Go, go through in 1520, something like that. All right, Brady, now you need to answer your own questions. Shoes, Super Blast. They were the best jogging shoe of 2023. Um, racing shoe, Vaporfly 3. Ran Burnley Half Marathon in it. It was pretty good. And Gold Coast Marathon, actually. Uh, main like race, right? Your year, like, or well, you know, yeah. life in general. Life was life was interesting at our house. Like, Carly back went back to work, and and then I went back to work, and as well, we found it probably. Yeah, I'll speak for both of us. Found it challenging juggling two children and like an increase in work, and we got it done. Like, we got to December thirty first, and everyone survived. But it was just busy with children, and yeah, kind of. I don't know, it felt like a lot of like high five and it's like you get back from your run at this time so I can go to work and mm-hmm. running probably really went down my priority list and it was really about like when can you fit it in and get it done, not strive for like excellence, I guess. Um, and things like, you know, driving to Bendigo for a workout or getting on the athletics track in Shep, like I just didn't have the time to be able to, to do that this year. But um, yeah, you, you learn from that and then you make adjustments so you get more flexibility um, in 2024 which we've kind of put those things in place and just that you know loss of training with Archie and that I don't know what I said before about I didn't really get excited too much about training it was like felt like a bit of a chore um, and pretty disciplined to tick it all off but yeah I want to get back into a group or go on a training camp and just kind of get my mojo back and excitement to to run again and then Gold Coast just learn yeah, oh, Gold Coast was probably my race of the year. Like, I was pretty proud of that 220 at Gold Coast. Um, prep didn't go real well. And then probably learnt that you can't juggle um, too many things. You can do, you can juggle a lot of things okay, and then you end up doing nothing well. And that's probably my reflection of 2023. Um, but, yeah, it was all right. Bats won the flag. That was one highlight. Played a small role in that, but that was always good to do that. Um, let's go on and thank some patrons, supporters, croaks, and something different's all happening. Questions? Oh, that was all of them. Was all of them? Yeah. You know, I talk yeah. fast, Moose. You got any questions yeah, for yeah. me? No, that was pretty much all the ones that oh, he asked. Still the fastest guy on the show, which is always good to wrap the year up saying that. Have uh, you got your bats 
bat tat yet? Still haven't got the bat tat. Andy's on to me about that. So, yeah, probably. School holidays is a great time to get that organised, isn't it, Croaks? Should be doing that. Where are you going to get it again? Uh, I did joke about my neck, but I think I'll get it, like, I don't know, like, maybe my hip under the running short somewhere there. Are you going to get, like, the, a proper one or the one that that's, like, baby drew? The baby drew one, yeah. That's the one that everyone gets. I want to get a magpie that's as well. That's the official one. That, that's the trademark sure, one. Could, that's the trademark one. I reckon you could change it now. If you change it now, then all those other blokes that look silly. What about, they got... I'm in this Facebook group with, like, mad Collingwood supporters as well. It's called Side by Side, and everyone puts their photos up when they get the Collingwood tattoos. And you should see some stuff getting around in there, Moose. You'd love You're it. in a group. Yeah, a Facebook group. A group. Oh, a group, not yeah. a. Um, yeah, okay. Like they're just oh, all calling with supporters boy. in there. It's like thousands of people just they just put photos of their tattoos every day. So I'm thinking about also <laughs> getting a little magpie somewhere as well. So any more bird life? It's funny aerial animals. It's I'll get. Funny the groups that you will find yourself in, isn't it? Yeah, water finds its own levels. Yeah. <laughs> Let's uh, thank some patrons, boys. Croaks, what are we doing? Yeah, so a little bit different this week. So when I go through the Patreons, um, often, well, most of the time I can find information about them, whether they like it or not, I'm not sure. Um, but I still keep the ones where I can't find any information about on the list. So I thought it'd be a good opportunity just to give them a quick shout out. So there's not really any information about them, really just their names and potentially where they're from. So we've got a few each. I'll kick us off. Uh, somebody that signed up as AK. Uh, we've got Big Dog, who maybe is potentially a student at University of Southern Queensland. And I've got Alex from Kensington in WA. So thanks for your support. These people want to remain anonymous, I reckon, Crokes. Yeah, well, Either. sometimes like their Strava's locked down and could be embarrassed uh, couldn't find any run, running results or like couldn't track them down on LinkedIn. I'm going to thank uh, Johnny Wright from New Plymouth in New Zealand. Don't know much about you, Johnny. New Plymouth, but, I think. Oh, New Plymouth, New Plymouth is it? Thanks for pulling me up my pronunciation, Brad. Oh, I heard one. So I, I got a Pronunciation? What did I say? Yeah, you said it again, I think. Pronunciation. Is that how it goes? Jeez, I don't pron- know. Pron- pronunciation. This isn't a, like, English podcast. This is a run podcast. We do it live. We have a couple of beers. We get some words wrong. If you're not happy, don't in, write in. Infamous? In what? In, infamous? Was that not, is that not the right word? Infamous. Infamous is that word, Moose. Uh-huh. Oh, Lucky in that's fact, in the draft. Now you're going to go cut that and change it, aren't you? You know, don't, Carly. Don't Proof, you read lots of books. Carly proofread that. Person? Carly proofread that moose and added like words to make me sound smarter, and that was one of them. Well, she. It would have made you sound smarter if you knew what it was yeah, and well, how to say it. I have to fix that up in the old editorial at the start of the show. <laughs> Thanks for that pick up. Good on you. Uh, yeah, I do read a lot of books, Croaks. That's why I got voted Man of the Year 2023 by Jordan Donnelly, which is always good. Uh, Jensen hey, Zhang. I'm don't thank- get my moose on the loose too early tonight. Okay, I'm going to thank Jensen Zhang, possibly from Singapore. Haven't got any details on you, Jensen, but at the Inside Run podcast, we really love your support of the show and appreciate it. Who you got, Moose? Uh, a couple of Swedes, maybe. Gustav Johnstam and Marcus Jansen, as well as a Matthew Cooper. We don't have any further info on on those three. So appreciate your support, fellas. Good on you, fellas. Appreciate all our patrons over there at inside, oh, patreon.com forward slash inside running podcast. Uh, thanks for keeping us alive for another year. And we've got some bonus content, as always, coming out regularly on the Patreon feed, early access, uncut versions. It's all there. Running news croaks, what are we kicking off with? Uh, yeah, so I saw this today. Um, they had a, a New Year's Eve uh, 5K race in Barcelona, which I think that might have been the one that Christian did 
last year. Remember, he warmed up. I think he warmed up with Jakob the day before, and Jakob didn't do it because he uh, got sick. Also, but, um, Aragawi set the world record in that year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it might have been. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Beatrice Chibet, who um, yeah won World Cross, I guess last year now. Um, she broke the world 5k road running record, running 14:13. Uh, the previous women's only record was 14:29. Um, uh, was it Ejigayahu Tay was second in 14.21, and she held the previous record for the mixed race, which I think was like 14.19, and Lillian uh, Rangarak was third in 14.26. So uh, Beatrice Trebet kicks off, or I guess ends the year on a, on a high. Good bookends, isn't it? Starts with a world mm. cross-country champ win, ends with that world record. Yep. What do you got, Moose? News from the Roo Run down in Anglesey. The Roo Run. You know, the Roo Run... It- the Roo Run is the premier event down here on the surf coast, especially over Christmas time. A lot of people come down this part of the world and uh, got some stars there this year. So Toby Mende, who, top 10 cross-country AV man, he's run 24.31. He's beaten Riley McGowan, a 10-second win over the 800-metre runner from, from Canberra, Brad. The national champ, mm. isn't he? Yeah, he did win the national champs, yep. Went to yes. went to world yeah world champs as well. Yeah. What was so, happening how, far, how, how far is this race, Moose? Oh, I, I saw somewhere there's yeah okay all right. It's not quite eight k. It's yep. it, it's a bit short, but fuck you run through sand, mm-hmm. you run over a big hill, you go on like on some pretty solid corners. It is not a fast place to run, so those times are pretty good there. Yeah. There, it, it was a low tide this year, but. There was a pretty decent swell, so you actually could not get around the the beach. You had to clamber over rocks with about 500 to go, and then you had to run through soft, like high tide sand. It was hard work. Sounds, ter- sounds terrible. I would I would not enjoy that at all. Yeah, but that's the beauty of it. It's the Roo runs for tough people. Gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's why I'm not. It's not why I'm not into trail running, Moose. I like I like nicely groomed surfaces. Yeah, you wouldn't like this one. <laughs> this this can be a good. You can have good years and bad years, but next year, actually, um, the running company going to take over this race, so we're going to play a much bigger part down at the Roo Run. So uh, you boys will be expected on the start line. So funny you should say that, <laughs> Croaks. Uh, be good little getaway down the coast for Christmas, for New Year's. Brad? Yeah, I'm not sure I'm ever allowed to race again, Moose. I'm just oh, yeah. A cardiologist. You'll just be there as like an ambassador, <laughs> as an influencer type. Okay. Fra- Brady can try to beat Toby. There you go. Yeah. See, that doesn't sound great for me either. I like flat roads. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Think about the, being down on the surf coast in, at Christmas time. Yeah, I just want to get amongst the community down there. Just yeah. the people. Yeah, so you boys will be involved next year. But also, this, like, we'll be talking about this every episode from now until <laughs> December next year. The Roo Run. Uh, third place, Damien Angus, 27-27. And then in the ladies, Alex Harrison won 29-52. Beat Jasmine, Jasmine Hume, 31-50. And Nicole Sorang, Sorang and Sorahan, Sorahan, 31-53. Uh, the... That's someone else's red. That's me. me. The Tassie yeah. Carnival's the handicap races that happen in December between Christmas and New Year's every year. 
people will remember that Stewie and Ollie went last year. Uh, this year it was Jess Hull and Lyndon Hall. First one, Devonport Mile. They both ran off 125 metres, so head start off a mile. Um, Jess come 13th in 4.12, Lyndon 23rd in 4.21. The race was won in 3.50, so what's that? 22 seconds, Jess got within the winner. Um, the winner was off 435 metres. Croaks is clearly happy about this happening and has left the no names at all for the winners, but want us to, wanted us to know that Jess and Lyndon didn't get close to it at all, which is disappointing. If you're going to bring the stars down, you almost want to set it up for them to win it. So, you know, be a bit generous with their handicaps and, um, yeah, get them in the race. They don't, you don't want to see stars like Lyndon Hall, the Australian 1,500-metre record holder, coming 23rd in the handicap race. When people, when people have got 400-metre head starts on her. Well, especially when there's always, you know, if a back marker's off scratch, then to run four minutes for the mile on the grass is like super running. And, like, that that puts them in the hunt. But then you've got somebody running 350 for the mile, 435 metres up the road. Like, it's, yeah, like, the back markers are all, the back markers are all, the back markers are always going to be run out of it. Yeah. you got someone, run, yeah, running 350. Set it up with the handicapping. Um, so then things went to Devonport for uh, Bernie. The, Bernie, well, that Bernie was Devonport. That, yeah. Went to Bernie. Sorry, Jess come fourteenth uh, in that one. She ran four oh nine, and her handicap got put out to one hundred and forty meters. So they gave her an extra fifteen meters from the race before. Lyndon didn't start. She was a scratching. So not sure about that one. But this one was one in three fifty nine. So a bit closer to what uh, you're kind of saying, Croaks, with that four-minute yeah. um, time kind of goal. And I reckon the winner was the same fella who won yeah. last Aaron year. Harvey. Aaron, Aaron Harvey. Harvey. That's what I was just mm. trying to find here. Yeah. He won it last year as well. So a bit of success there at Bernie. Had to bet all, um, all we got for oh, running news. Is Definitely. that what yep. you want? Should, should, should people be winning the same handicap race twice in a row? Good question, Moose. I yeah. thought normally if you do that, you, you tend to get a pretty hard handicap the following year. Yeah, well, well, I know with the I know with the prestigious Mulligans Flat Track Club handicap, the uh, the previous winner was not handicapped out of it, but was definitely made more difficult for him to win a second year around. So our, yeah, yeah. I, I would have thought that would be put in place. I think so too. What do you run off last year to win it? Do you know, Crux? Uh, no, I'm not sure. I Just off maybe... the top of your head, mate. <laughs> not really into the old Bernie Mile too much, but yeah, I could probably find out before the end of the show, Brady. No, don't put yourself under too much pressure there, Bradley, because I was just um, wondering, because I, I think I have actually got it here. Do you want to go I'll into the awards? Because I think I've got it. You go into the next segment, I'll be able to tell you what Aaron Harvey oh, won right. off last year. Well, this is the main, I guess, part of the show, really, the inside running awards for 2023 um what do you reckon moose which one do we want to kick it off i reckon we'll leave athlete of the year till the end um okay do we want to start on most improved most improved is a good one to start on all right well do you want to kick us off with who you had for most improved yeah yeah, i can do that a few names around no no we're not throwing a few names around we're picking one that's how we do it we got to name one and we got to start with it around on my notes here (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there are no throwing fuel away. He ran, so, just, just quickly, he ran off 140 last year at Bernie and come fifth, so he must have won Devonport. Okay. Anyway, Moose, who you got? One name. Name Adam Spencer. 
So Adam Spencer last year, you reckon we mentioned him in the notes? Reckon we mentioned him at all in the podcast? No, probably not. No, I wouldn't have even known who he was. Well, it was the guy that no, passed no, we down yeah. at that Tassie mile, remember, on like the 29th, 30th of December when Taz, uh, when Stewie the ran Penguin like that. Yeah, he paced him. And he won, yep. I think he won Vic Champs before he went over to the US. And he was, win, like, he was, we mentioned him on the podcast because he was winning Milers races and maybe Vic, Vic 1500 meter champs. Before yeah, he, he went was to college. going all right. He yeah. was going all right, but he wasn't on the radar like running 331, mm-hmm. which, which he went and did. And he went and ran a time that we, well, for me, I think 3.31, I think Ryan Gregson and I think Craig Mosham. I think he's, he's run faster than, what, Risley, than some mm-hmm. of the, the all-time 1,500 runners we've, we've had. Uh, and, and so that, for me, is, is you have to, he has to be most improved because he's made this almighty massive leap up the, the rankings, and he put himself in an Australian singlet for the world champs. Yeah, from you, Moose. He, he went so yeah, he went from 150 to 146 in the eight from 2002 to 2003, and he went from 337 in the 1500 to 331. So it's a pretty pretty good improvement. Where's that Meteoric. ranking all time, Crooks? Uh, well, he must be like four. Is he like fourth or fifth? Stewie, maybe. Ollie, Gregson, Simon yeah, Doyle. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah, so he might be fifth. Pretty good company, Jeez. though, isn't it? Yeah. And that, and like, still, you speak. If you went to AV and said, "Who's Adam Spencer?" You're not hearing a lot of, mm. uh, like, people with confidence saying, "Oh, he's this guy that did that." Yeah, yeah, it's good from you, Moose. Who you got, Croaks? Um, yeah, so he was, he was my pick, but then once I dug a little bit deeper, so. Cam Myers is a guy that, like, we've been chatting about all year. But if you look at the stats, in 2022, his 1,500 – or, sorry, at the end of 2022, his 1,500-metre PB was 346. And then he got down to 333 this year. So, yes, he's two seconds slower than Adam Spencer. Yes, there's been all this hype about Cam. And as a 16-year-old, you'd expect him to continue to improve – but 346 to 333 is uh, – that's a massive improvement. He's got the Canberra goggles on tonight, Moose. <laughs> Mate, he's picked the bloke. He's picked the fucking superstar who's just run a few good times. This is not <laughs> – Look, I agree with you, Moose. I, I think Adam Spencer for me was probably more of a surprise. Like, yes, Cam Wise has probably had the biggest improvement from a time point of view, but from the biggest surprise, Adam Spencer. Yes, I agree with you. So how much did he improve? How many seconds? Who can? Yeah, twelve, uh, sixteen, like thir- thirteen. And, and Adam Spencer was seven, six, six. six. Well, the next person improved five minutes, fellas. So I'll very easily win this category. <laughs> Jen, Jen Gregson, two twenty-eight at the Gold Coast. Six months later, runs two twenty-three. No, did I don't cut? think it, I don't think most improved works like this, Brady. Improving yeah, your time by five minutes. Mm, I Within think it's the, more. Sort of, more no. I think it's more how much you've improved as an overall athlete. And it's like, yes, Jen has improved her marathon, but she's already been she's world been class. Olympic for a long time. Yeah. yeah. Just for the argument's sake, just hear some stats. All right, I'll hear you out. 228 to 223. She also becomes the third fastest Australian marathoner of all time. I 
I reckon that would surprise a lot of people this time 12 months ago if I said to you, hey, guess what? Jen Gregson's going to run 2.23 this year and become the third fastest of all time. There's some surprise factor about that. She'd never done the event before, didn't have a great track record over the half marathon. Did she even run one before Gifu? Maybe she ran like 71 at the start of the year. Wasn't that impressive compared to what she went and did. Mm. Good trailful. Like that. Yeah, yeah, like I... Yeah. Hey? Did you break 70? Uh, her and Ali were pretty quick that day. Uh, Melbourne? Uh, oh, I don't think she broke 70. Yeah, I don't think she did break 70. I don't know about you, Moose, but I see the most improved as like somebody who, as you said, like Adam Spencer, like a guy that we never really spoke about on the podcast, wasn't on people's radars to then, oh, we know who he is now. And he's, you know, done something, you know, pretty incredible. Whereas I feel like Jen, like everyone's known who Jen is. We know that Jen's world class as it is. So, yes, she's improved in the marathon, but has she improved as a a world class runner? Like, you know, she's been world class for a long time. Yeah. yeah, need like a most surprised. Um, yeah, points, points to me and Croaks there. We can't all, I, I've got a couple written down. I'm not just going to read out the same stuff about Adam Spencer as well. Like we've got to, yeah, I, I like yeah, having I, two or three different answers here. And, like I've got to, well. and you've got to try fit them all in. So you're not, probably not going to hear Jen Gregson's name for me for the rest of the night. <laughs> Next category, what do we got? What do you want? Well, you choose one. Um, let's go with race of the year. This can be international mm. as well. What was the race really excited you throughout 2023? Well, you go first, first this time. You I've, go first. I've got the men's 1500 at the World Chance at Budapest. Josh Kerr, Rolls Britson. We saw it with um, Jake Whiteman the year before at Oregon. We thought, no way is this going to happen again, and it did. Josh Kerr just like put the pressure on him, kicked away in the home straight. Uh, for me as well, it's like entertainment fact that as if I've got to like watch this event. So like I remember waking up at like 5am and keeping my phone on Do Not Disturb while I went back to the SBS feed and I think watched it. And I was like, like jaw hit the like ground kind of thing. I'm like, whoa, that was amazing. Whereas Valencia was cool for me, but I was just on a dodgy streaming app and couldn't really see many of the Australian women at all. Um, so yeah, this was for me that like, I feel like my heart rate was rising when I was watching it live or on the replay. Nice one. Yep. Good, good. Uh, I'm going to go, so mine's a bit biased because I was at this event um, and same sort of thing, Brady. My heart rate was just going crazy and it would probably be the mixed relay at World Cross. Now, you boys were both there. The wall of noise that was just coming at, you know, basically following the runners around and, and that's um, the moment when Jess Hull went from like third place to first she was over on the other side of the course and everybody just erupted. Like I was, I remember when we did the recap, like at one point I was almost in tears. I don't know why I was crying, but I was just, it was just so emotional being there and feeling the whole country like behind, you know, these runners. Um, and so for me, like that was the best race that I experienced from it, from a entertainment and um, atmosphere point of view. Mm, good yeah. answer. It was yes. good. Yeah, and I, mine's from the same event. I could I could have picked that one, but I went the women's world cross that day. It was tactical type affair. We had Gidei in the race, like one of the best to, to ever do it. We had Beatrice Chabet, again, another one of the best to ever do it. And we had an Australian, Leanne, who 
who went to the front group. Then we had the the rest of the Aussies sort of battling back and and just being there, seeing the course, dealing with the the variables out there, like the the crazy heat. We'd seen all the kids being blown up and lying on the side of the track, getting carted away. It was there was just so much energy around it, and and it was it was it was a epic race to be part of. It was it was you would just call it an epic, really. Uh, and it finished. It was a the finish matched the the energy of the race with Gide falling down and and getting passed and and even the same for the Australian with with um like I remember racing across to try to see the finish of the the Aussies and Leanne's like gone veered to the right and fallen and you just I couldn't see properly what was happening and and it was just bizarre <laughs> it was so such a strange race that whole day was just crazy the you know the energy from that first race of the mixed relay and then the I guess drama of the women's race to then having the storm roll through for the men's race it was it had everything that day and you know if if people haven't listened to our recap like when we recorded like an hour after the event you should go back because um yeah i reckon it would be pretty pretty good to listen to i might actually go back and listen to myself i don't know if we put it out to the public i think it was just patreon oh. i'll find it i could potentially put it on the end of this episode mm. yeah um, yeah oh yeah you're right I, to be honest i didn't even think of world cross country when i was thinking about this one because i was more like the individual race not so much the event and now you guys are talking about it, i'm like why didn't i put that as my answer because mm. the weather, the emotion, it's just like, yeah, an incredible day, incredible sporting event to witness live. Um, yeah. Let's go to most consistent next. Oh, fuck. You start, Brad. All right. Um, so I went, yeah, and look, there's a few you could look at here. And, like, I went Jess Hull. Um, like, you know, a lot of people would probably say, look, Jan Gregson, like, everything she's done this year has been, like, phenomenal but I feel like outside of um, Valencia, everything else has been a bit domestic. Whereas when Jess races, like, you know, pretty much every race this year that she's done, it's been always against the best in the world. Um, and if I just go through, her, go through like her year, there's not really any bad races in here at all. So um, obviously bronze uh, at the world cross country champs, but her leg was phenomenal. Um, then first at Maury Plant, won the Aussie 1500-meter champs, won the Aussie 5K champs. And then, like, her Diamond Leagues, she went fourth, third, second, seventh at the World Champs, fourth at another Diamond League, uh, eighth, I think, was probably one of her worst results at a Diamond League. Um, Aussie record in the mile, th- thir- uh, yeah, third in a mile, fifth in a mile, a Diamond League, Um Aussie record and first national 3K, um, fifth in a 5K at the Diamond League, and uh, what sixth at Fifth Avenue, um, yeah, Fifth Avenue Mile, and fifth at the World Running Champs in the mile. And you know she's racing against Kipi Agon um, pretty much all the time. There's a few others there now that are in the top 10 all-time rankings. Hassan, Muir. Um, Muir, like, and so, you know, you look, you look at that and it's like not really finishing outside the top six when you're racing against the best in the world, like continuously. And you also got to remember like those years when Stewie was like 
a bit below his best. You, like, you get exposed in these races if you're not on your game all the time. So, like, six week in, week out shows pretty good consistency, I reckon. Plus, at a major championship, she always delivers. Have you got the date there of, like, the um, Fifth Avenue mile? Yeah, dude, uh, 10th of September. Yeah, so she was up from early Feb, Murray Plant Meet, World Cross, to September. Did you like say? Her, her, yeah, her worst yeah. results were probably the heat of the 5K at the World Champs, where she even admitted that, you know, she's just not strong enough to be able to do the three rounds of the 1500 and then back up and do the five, um, and an eighth at a Diamond League. Like, you know, that, that's just, that's the worst her whole year has been. And, yes, like, Jen's pretty much won everything, but I feel like it's – you know, it's a different level of the athlete that Jen's been racing against versus Jess. Yeah, because you could argue Jack Rayner the same, won everything domestically. But this is, we're talking about world world standard. Yeah, well, let, let me argue for Jen then, <laughs> because you could you can only race against who shows up. And if you've got a family, you're in Australia. You can't really go gallivanting around Europe and the US and and just take off like that. So Jen, Jen is in a different ballpark now, and she can only race domestically because of these things. And she start, she opens her account in January where she wins the Sally Pearson Shield. She's run 1,500, 428. What is the Sally Pearson Shield? It's the race that she won. <laughs> so, you can, again, she's winning a race here. I think, she lost race. A, I think she lost to Jess Hull domestically. Uh, pot- potentially she did, but this is not about this is about consistency. Here, well, Brad. keep going through her early year is, years results and boost, because I don't think she did that well come Feb and March. Mm. Well, tenth, no, 10th at, at Mori Plan, eighth at Sydney Track Classic. Yeah, Mori Plan fourth at the Australian Champs. Fourth at the do you see that fourth at the Australian Champs? This is someone getting ready for a marathon. Fifteen forty six. You're in fourth in the five k. That's impressive. Who won it? Who won it? Well, probably not her because she come fourth. <laughs> However, she comes, she starts to come into her own now. Around, uh, well, let's say the the marathon that she runs, July. So second half, she's gone big. She's gone marathon, third place, two twenty eight thirty three, second fastest debut ever. She's gone into the sunny coast half where she's run seventy eighteen win. She's gone into the Sydney, I mean the um, Australian 12K champs, the road running champs, down in Adelaide, won that. Cross country, Australian champs, won that. Melbourne half marathon, won that. What did she, she went to Valencia, I believe, the next time. So we all saw about Valencia marathon. She ran 2.23, she finished eighth at Valencia, arguably the fastest race in the world. She finished eighth in one of the fastest races in the world, boys. This back half is one of the best in the entire world you would look at and go, can't beat her. Well, you can beat her at Valencia, but no Australians can beat her anywhere. Yeah, unless it's on the track at the start yeah, of the year. not in the second half of the year. <laughs> or the think big 10K she come fourth there. What's uh, that? Well, you need to give me more credit for my wellness run, I reckon, Moose, winning where are local you? fun runs. Where are you on this, Brady? Um, I'm Lisa Waitman for this one. Three international marathons, Moose. You're talking about people going over, got families, got got to work, got to do those things. She ran three marathons, 223, 224, and 16th at the World Champs. 
Run three marathons in a year. You don't say a time for that. You don't say a time when you want to. Because uh, I looked at it, it's like everyone's time was slow, wasn't it? Uh, what was it, like 2.30 something? Let me look it up for you. I'll give it to you. But we're not really looking at times when it's like 30 degrees and the wind times are slow. But I'll tell you. I'm not afraid to tell no, you. No, no. I think it was you know 30, what I mean. 2.34, I'm going to say. But even like the winner was a 2.15 girl, wasn't it? What did she finish in? Do you know what the winning time was? Well, no, nah, don't know. I could tell you that, and it would probably stack up with my argument pretty well, I reckon. Um, I <laughs> thought, yeah, it's pretty hard to nail three in a year, and she definitely nailed three in a year. Good mm. answer, though, boys. That's it? Yeah. That's... Tell me someone who nails three marathons in a year. Oh, yeah, no, it is good. It's hard to do three marathons in a year. Yeah. You're right. Yep. Well, How just... hard is it, though, to be... How hard is it to be at the pointy end of every single Diamond League all season, plus World Championships? You just said Jen Gregson. She went 228 and 223. I'm giving you a 223, a 224, and a 16th at World Champs. Mm. No, well, that's that's a a valid argument. I'm not disputing Mm. it. That's what we're here to do, here to present some. And and we haven't looked at each other's notes. If people are listening thinking these guys are just picked someone and arguing that point, we definitely haven't looked at each other's notes. I've got mine on a separate uh, pages note here. It's not shared with the boys. I'm a bit like you though, Brady. I do have a couple. So like if, for example, Moose did say Jess Hull, like I did have arguments here for Jen. So they were probably my top, they were probably my top two in terms of, but I just looked at, for me, it was more about, all right, to do it on an international stage week in, week out is maybe a bit harder than, you know, winning an Aussie road running champs in Adelaide when it's on the same weekend as some other major event. Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all good arguments. Sold sold it to me. Performance of the year. So we're just talking about one performance that somebody mm. spat out throughout the 12-month period. Could have been a one-hit wonder or they could have had a successful season, but that doesn't matter. It's just the one performance of the year from an Australian. I think you're up this time, Brady, first. Uh, can I go last? Because I've got four <laughs> written down. All right, I'll you go, go first. first then. So for, for this, I don't think... An Australian distance runner won a medal at a major champs this year, correct? Not an individual. No, 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 that's right. Not an individual. Not a relay race. We don't like great fun and all, but not a, not a relay. We're not counting that. So then we go to times. Now, there was some, well, there was some records broken, but the records that get broken have to get prioritized and ordered into what we care about the most. Now mm-hmm. the 3K, although that's a nice record, it's pretty fun, but it ain't an Olympic distance. So it is not as prestigious as breaking the 1500 meter record or the 5K record. Okay, mm-hmm. 3K doesn't sit at the same level of prestige. So my best performance of the year is Lyndon Hall taking back her Australian record, running 356.92 in Oregon, post-world post champs. Uh, she, she's seen her records getting beaten by Jess Hull. Jess Hull touched her up a few times during the year. Lyndon didn't Lyndon's, make the final at Budapest, and Jess did. That's, that's right. She hadn't had the best season before this. And she's come out and run an Australian record in the 1500 metres, which is the glory event. It's the superstar event of the track. It'll always be 1500 metres. And, and she's now the fastest Australian to ever do it. And she did it in 2023. And 
you can you can find some other Australian records that perhaps got broken, but I'm not sure that you'll be able to out prestigious them like the 1500 meter record. Place fifth in that race as well against all those names that Croaks mentioned before. It was yeah. loaded, and she finished fifth. That's I like a good that from Moose. Moose. That was one of them yeah. on my list, but yeah, you done a great job summarising it. Would you have Croaks? Just, well, I'll just add a bit more support to Moose's one there. If you also look at the um, IAAF points. So Jess's, uh, sorry, Lyndon's 356.92 gives her 1,230 points, which was actually the highest um, out of all of the Aussie records that were broken this year. Well, yeah. Actually, I think he got, got that wrong, to be honest. I've done Why? some research. Right. And I found an Australian record that scored 1,238 points, which might be my performance of the year. Ooh, which one? A lot of people you, have slept on this go. one, but statistically, the best performance from an Australian, Kai Robinson, 1306.4 oh. indoors, okay. national That's record. No, 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 I'm, no, no. I'm not saying it's the performance of the year. I'm just saying statistically it is the performance of the year. Got more points. Okay. Okay. I did not. Okay. Yeah. Did I you look that one I up? missed that one. No, because I was looking at all outdoor stuff. So okay, because like, I didn't look at the three, 800s as well, the Capisit yeah. or Joe Ding. But, yeah, this so one like, was 1238, which I felt was weird because Jax ran 0.4 of a second quicker and he didn't get as many points. But I think because mm-hmm. Kai comes second in this race. Uh, so, you're, so, okay. You're, okay, so it's a combination of maybe the tier of the tier of the meat. Is that mm. right? Like the or where it's been, yeah, that and his placing too. as well. So is that what your is your, is that performance of the year for you? Um, is that the one you're going with? No, I'm not. But it's worth a note that it is right. statistically the high. I've got two more yeah. written here for conversation's sake. What do yeah. you, you want them? Well, you yeah, yeah, go. Have you got Liam Adams, Gold Coast, two hundred eight thirty nine, fastest ever marathon on Australian soil? took down Deke's time from the Brisbane Commonwealth Games. We all know how hard it is to run marathons in Australia, fellas. And to run 208.39 has got to be worth a mention. Come third overall, you know how deep they bring that field in for the Gold Coast. So on the podium, 208.39 has got to be a, it's got to be worth a mention in performance of the year. Mm. And, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I'm not sure if it's Aussie record. Yeah, I don't think it's up there with Lindens, but, yeah, first, it's worth a chat. First, Female under 357. Yeah. And I also, I also had Ali with her 19th at World Cross Country. Only two other females have been top 20 at World Cross Country. Benita, when she won it, and she probably finished top 20 in other races there as well, but the win's the one we remember. And Krishna Stanton back in the day. Before it was... It There's was, been a few more than that, Brady. Because, has it? Yeah. Like, yeah, I went back as well. Oh, like, we had... I um, thought that was the stat. Yeah, like, Everyone was banging on about. And I looked up Krishna no. today to confirm it, but who else was there? Uh, like Hayley McGregor finished 17th in 2004, Karen McCann 18th in, two, in 1999. Yeah, we'll have um, to cut that, sorry, Ali. Kate Richardson 16th. So what happened though? The the oh, women were all short course. Well, no, well it was just the men's used to always run over like around 12k, and the women's race before a certain time used to just be half the distance. So it was it was well crossed. It was only the one race. And then it must have been somewhere in the 2000s that they brought in the short course and the long course. Um, but all the ones that I mentioned here have been the standalone world cross for the women or, or the long course. So there's been, a, there's been a few more that have finished in the top 20 than, than just Ellie and um, Krishna and Benita. Okay. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah. That's right. I got you on the Kai Robinson stuff. You got me on the <laughs> yeah. Ali Pashel stuff. One or... uh, yeah. Who um, you got? Uh, look, I... Yeah, I went with Lyndon as well. Um, yeah, I just think 
first female under 357, the amount of points. Um, yeah, a, a couple of other, I guess, mentions would be um, Joseph Dang. He's the first Aussie under 144 with his 143.99, which is an Aussie record. Um, and and a, I guess a run that's really hard to quantify, but Jess's leg at World Cross, um, and this is where it gets really difficult, was the legs were different distances. So um, Jess ran shorter than what Abby ran. And so you can't even compare Jess's run really to the faster Kenyan and Ethiopian runners because their, their best two runners were last, but she ran incredibly well that day. Um, but for me, it's still performance is is Linden's, um, yeah, 3.56. Second last one, fellas, athlete to watch in 2024. We've got some history in this one, Croaks, in this agenda here. Who did we say this time last year? <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll go through the – oh, actually, the last few years, so – you you have a, a history of just pro, uh, picking the ones that have already got a, a a good track record. So like here we go, 2020 runners to watch in 2021. Moose had Sarah Billings, I had Rose Davies, Brady's gone, Morgan McDonald, Stewie Hull, Luke Matthews to win a medal. Stewie, just, yeah, to watch in 2021. Jess Hull, Jess Hull, yeah. Well, look at it. Look how good Jess Hale's going now. Yeah, I told but, you in 2021. Look what she's done in 2023. But this was like the I whole... I pick them early. But this is where it's like you want to pick somebody like the Adam Spencer, where it's like a guy that's not even on the radar that this in a year's time you're talking about them. Like yeah. the whole the whole share analogy. And so then runners to watch in 2022, uh, you had Ollie Hoare, oh, once again, gold to medal become a monster. Games. Jess Stenson to rip a fast overseas marathon and can't wait to see what Luke Matthews does with Ronaldi. <laughs> well, we know what he did. Good call. Um, uh, Moose had Jack Rayner for the marathon and Caitlin Adams. Oof. And then this must have been the year that Luke Matthews was actually co-hosting this show because I've got like a heap of heap here, but some of these were his. So we had have to uh, sauce. Kai Robinson, Lauren Ryan, Abby Caldwell, Claudia Hollingsworth, and Morgan McDonald. So they were both like, they were a combination of mine and uh, Luke's. And then last year, uh, Brady, you had Caitlin and Pat Tiernan. I had uh, Amy Cashin and Kai Robinson. And Moose had uh, Amelia Mazadowney and Seth O'Donnell. Amelia Mazadowney's actually had a pretty good season. I reckon she's like in her ranking points. She's pretty high in the 10K. Yeah. Some of the stuff she did in college. Yeah. I did see that. She gets a bit hidden over here. Yeah, over there. Oh, no, well, yeah. Yeah. Hidden from here Mm. to a degree. But I reckon if you see her over here, she'd be sticking it to a few girls. Mm. Yeah, she could have dominated domestically like if she was here. Could have given given Jen some race. This year, yeah, this year. So on the female side, I've gone with an athlete that's in a group that's building. And I think there'll be a lot of eyes on the Australian um, contour of the On Track Club. The, 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 is it called the... No, the o- OAC. OAC Oceana. On Athletic Club. Is that what it is? Athletic Club? Yeah, On Athletics Club. On Athletics, yeah. So, well, sorry. Um but Bendiri or Boya, now she looks amazing when she runs, and she 
has the potential to do some really good stuff in this 800 meters, I reckon. I, I just think she needs some time and consistency and she needs the right person to keep her uh, motivated and to keep the interest there and, and, and maybe she's getting that with this new group. But she's the, my one to watch, 2023. And maybe we'll start to see some... 24, maybe. 24, 24. It's going so fast. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe around Australian, if, if she get, if she could be the Australian 800-metre champion. Mm. What, do you, what do you think? She's got wheels, hasn't yeah, she? 51 like seconds for the 400. You got yeah. a male? She or was on the same world champs team as you, Moose, when you went to Doha. Uh, yes, maybe. Right. Yeah, she was. No. That's where her PB was set. 2009 wow. in September. There you go. Yeah, she was. She she always impresses me when she runs. She goes hard. She's she's got to learn the 800 a bit more though. Probably gets a few more races in it. Uh, the the male athlete. Uh, someone I always like to like someone coming out of college, who is really invested in running. Uh, they we've seen if we're not going to call them flops, but they they certainly haven't picked up where they left off we've seen quite a few of those come out and and we've been hyping them and they, they haven't really done what we, we maybe expected them to do or maybe we overcooked it a little bit but someone like um jackson sharp from like coming out of i think he runs for wisconsin that's one for me that like i would want, i'm looking at this year so i'm going to go jackson sharp ben deary or boyer good nice yeah, moves Oh, this is hard because I always want to throw a few names out there. Um, you want to know this? Like, I know you want to throw names out, but you can't. That's a Brady move. And yeah. we outlawed that real early in this show. Well, because what I like about this segment is you go back and, like, there's people that we've named, like, two or three years ago that, you know, maybe they weren't, they, they didn't hit their straps that year, but they did two years later yeah. so it's i find it where it's really difficult is like an athlete that i might mention now maybe not quite hit it next year but maybe the year after but you want to you know you want to get in now uh, you want, but you don't want to waste your i guess you don't want to i don't want to waste my person by saying they're going to hit it next year when i reckon they're maybe two years away um so in that case i'll go for i'll go for carly thomas so she 800 meter runner i think she ran the third fastest time uh this year uh, by an aussie um and she finished second at world juniors a few years ago has had like a bit of an up and down last few years like she broke her leg pretty badly um i think water skiing uh so i think she's definitely one to watch that can sort of get onto the world stage this year where i've got a couple of other females that i think are on the right track but maybe not quite there for this coming year which, can I mention those people or not? Yeah, mention them. Just throw their names out. Long-term yeah, so like, investments. So I don't want like, any reference to these women throughout the year. <laughs> all right. So I think someone like Morty Skyring, like, you know, I feel like same sort of thing, Moose, came out of college, maybe didn't have a great college career, but, like, I saw something down at Zatapec where, and she's one where I think maybe not within the next year she's going to be, like, you know, challenging in Diamond Leagues. But I feel like there's something there that within maybe a couple of years we'll be talking about her a bit more. So, fair, fair yeah. point. She did look good at Zatapec, and I considered her as well. I think there's a few in that group that can step yeah. up. Like an 
Amy Bunnage as well, like superstar junior. She's at college now. Um, but, yeah, you just don't know how long it's going to take them to hit their straps. I've gone real deep here, fellas. Really low value at the moment. But if you get in at this entry level, it might not be next year or this year, but the year after. Have you ever heard of the guy Harvey Cramp? C-R-A-M-B? Yeah, I've heard of him. You heard of him? Took yeah. down, just a young kid. I think he's just turned 18, 19. He's shipped off to college. Queensland, I don't hear much about him up there in Queensland. But he beat um, Jack Ansey at the Queensland 1500 meter champs. He's got a PB of 336. This kid out kicked him, maneuvered him like tactically. Brilliant on the track. Gone over to college. Won the under 20, uh, 1500 and the steeplechase at the national champs. And I just, I just got some intel from this fella. Um, well, someone actually started following me on Instagram, made a fake account, account, followed me, sent me this message about Harvey, all this information, and then deleted their Instagram account. So, so a bit of insider trading. So you're not said, even doing it I yourself. Looked, I looked it back up today and just said, Instagram user sent you this message. They, they, they're really thinking he can push a massive breakthrough in the steeplechase here and potentially make an Australian team. So his, his PB is 349, but it was in a championship race. You know, he could be a... Yeah, sneaky kind of guy. Similar to Kai Robertson, Queenslander, goes over to college, comes out an absolute animal. Keep an eye on that name, Harvey Cramp. That's my one to watch. Oh, and just a little, little um, probably less known, Jess Stenson. I reckon she could run a pretty good marathon throughout 2024. Don't sleep on uh, her. That, I haven't given my mail yet. Haven't you? Who's your mail? So is, that who you, is that who you're going, Jess? Yeah, one uh, to watch in 2024. Yeah. Um, I've got two. For, for the male, is that a right move? One one is right. an established name, but I think he's going to have a really good year, and the other is like probably two to three years away. Uh, I'm going to go Morgan McDonald. I think I've mentioned him before, but there's something about Morgan that I feel like if he strings together six to 12 months, he can actually like break the Aussie 5K record. Like yeah. you just look at you just look at what he's done. Like he was NCAA champ. He was. Um, you know, he was on par with Grant Fisher and beating Grant Fisher. And you look what Grant Fisher's been able to do. I feel like Morgan is just as good as him, or he's proven it, but he just hasn't had the luck. So I feel like if – and he's you know obviously now under Dathan Rittenhine, um, great group over there. I feel like if he stays injury-free, he could actually break the Aussie record. Um, and my other one is – like I've only actually seen him – or seen – only heard of him the last – couple of months is um it's actually carly thomas's brother ben thomas I, like i was really impressed with his 3k um the way that yeah he, he looks like he's a really smooth mover probably overcooked it with 600 to go but he also came out at the new south wales milers meet and ran 343 um the other week so yeah in a not a not a high profile meet so i think he's one to watch maybe not this coming year but in a year or two but i think morgan's one to watch this year yeah, good. Athlete of the Year, fellas. The big award. This is the one. Oh, oh, do we have what we're looking forward to, or are we doing that one oh, last? We'll do, we'll do that last. Yeah. I can look ahead. This is a look backwards. Right. Who's your Athlete I'm, of the Year? But, or you want to go first, Crokes? I reckon we're yeah, all on I'm, the same page here, maybe. I'm happy to do this one. I think this one was pretty easy. Um, yeah, Jess Hull for me. Uh, if we start with what she did at the start of the year, like her cross-country leg, as I spoke about, it was 11 and 12. So... 11 to 12 seconds faster than both the Kenyan and Ethiopian runner that was on her leg. Um, and so, and also then she's run a 1500 meter PB this year. So 357.29. So not far off the Aussie record 
broke the Aussie mile record, the Aussie 3K record, was seventh at world champs in the 1500, fifth at the world road running champs in the mile. And the people that were beating her um, in these races, I actually wrote some stuff down here, like, uh, where was it? World champs. You've got Kip Yagon, who's the who's the fastest runner of all time over the distance. Well, Teji, who's a 3.53 runner and 11th all time. Hassan, 3.51 and 7th all time. McGeehan, 3.55 runner and 25th all time. Laura Muir, 3.54 and 15th all time. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, for me, it's uh, yeah, Jess, like just the year that she's had, very consistent, and also Aussie records best placing at a world championship by an Aussie. Yeah. Everything you just said, Croaks, same notes written in front of me. Couldn't agree more. Jess Hull for me. Moose? I didn't write notes, but I wrote <laughs> Jess Hull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah. Um, the other, like the, the potential, the potential other two that you could throw in here. Lisa Waitman with three marathons, one of them being 223. One of them being 2.24 and the other being a, a teens finish at the World Champs. To me, that is a that is a potential. And then Jen Gregson running uh, the third fastest Australian or second fastest Australian ever. No, third fastest. Third, yeah. Third ever. That's the potential other two that could compete here. However, it is uh, my picker was still Jess. And what are you looking forward forward to in 2024, boys? Can I go first? Paris Olympics? Easy. Well, yeah, easy. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? You went, you, went, you went first and you went with that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I just want to jump in before you two did. Uh, you go, Moose. Um, what am I looking forward to? Well, we also have World Cross this year as well. That That's always exciting. Uh, World Cross, and and I think we'll get a different batch this year going to World Cross. Like, we might see some new names pop up there. Uh, but for me, it, it's Paris, and for me, it's still the the women's race for the marathon spot is is still hot, and, and I'm still pumped for that. And then once... So that's the first half of that answer. The second half is what the women can do at the Olympics. That's that's the next thing. So it's women's marathon race to the team, and then it's what the team does in Paris. They're the, they're the two, part A, part B to a, 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 an overall answer. Good. Crokes? Uh, yes, I had three things down. One was, yeah, the battle for the women's um, places at the in the marathon for the Olympics. Um, other two were the men's 1500 at the Olympics. I feel like since World Championships in 2019, it's probably been one of the best global events. It's always so exciting. It's so cutthroat. It's um, it's it's really international. There's people from pretty much every continent that are competitive. Um, so that's my second one. And my other one is Kipton versus Kipchoge at the Olympics. I would love to see that. It's going to be a big year. Real big year, Bruin. Yeah, Kipchoge's always interesting. Kipchoge versus Kipton at the Olympics. Oh, there it is. That is. Yeah. Kipton will break fun. two hours next year or this year. I keep getting that in that mucked up. Is that what you're? Is that what you're looking forward to? Ah, oh, just a prediction. 
That's just okay. a prediction. He'll break two hours for sure. Reckon someone's taking bets on that? Um, ah, it's not enough money with nerds like me and Croaks. <laughs> but there's like five people worldwide that follow this stuff. <laughs> get excited about this on the 1st of Jan. Um, that's a great summary, fellas. Thanks for sharing that with me. It's, uh, we nerded out there. Do you want to just rush through <laughs> the end of the show here? I don't think we need to do a listener question. Nah, Moose on the loose. So you've got some stuff written here. Moose, you want to go through that? And then we'll go, what's coming up? Yeah, I'll just quickly go like um, one few few things. People that post on Instagram about all the books they read. <laughs> oh, cringiest thing ever. Like we get it. You read books. You're a fucking intellect. You want to tell everyone about how smart you are and how much better you are than them because they're sitting there on their phone, reading their phone and scrolling while you're off reading a book. You're watching Netflix. Fucking hero. (laughs) Watching Sex Education on Netflix instead of reading. This is directed at me and I've watched Sex Education. I just told you all the Netflix stuff I've watched before. Have you seen the shit that's been on social media the last week? Seeing someone giving a score about a book is the least of your worries. (laughs) I'm not worried. It's just, just I'm just describing the problem. You're up there in the problem, Mate, but I, it wasn't I can show you some bigger problems. I'll send you some screenshots after we get off air. <laughs> You're barking up the wrong tree. You're fighting the wrong fight here. Uh, also, the, this is the first summer holiday period we're having in our house, and the town is full. Every house is occupied, and it's actually. It, it's a revelation for us to learn that water pressure in the town drops massively. And we're at the top of the hill and there is only the smallest amount of water making it up the pipes to the top of the hill. So I turn my shower on full and it's literally like dripping out the end. So I am have trub- having trouble getting clean after some of my runs. It, it, and then you try to fill up a glass of water, it takes you about two minutes. Uh, it's no good. Is this going to result in a purchase of the wheat to get this fixed somehow? No, we already had a plumber around and he said (laughs) there is no fix to this. You can, maybe you can take, there's like water saving things in your shower head. Potentially you could remove that from the the shower head, but our shower head's too old, probably doesn't have one anyway. (sighs) Imagine spending $9 million on a house croaks and the shower doesn't work. Yeah, I know. Yeah, this... The, the, the plumber was telling us, like, real rich people down the street have built a house and they're so disappointed in the water that, like, they're paying thousands to get their own, like, some some other way to get water up the hill or something. Well, this is what I was getting at, Bruce. This, is, this sounds like you. This is where it's like, this is a problem. I'm not happy with this. I'm going to pay a shitload of money to get it fixed if it means yeah. bringing in my own water truck. Get a private pipe or something, Moose. Yeah. I don't know where they're going to plan on getting water from, but... It's they're going to get pumps put in their own pumps that pump from the um, from the water like the tap pipes into their house. Just take it yeah. straight out of the ocean up the hill. It's only for <laughs> yeah, a shower. You don't drink the the water, do you? Bit of seawater be good though, wouldn't it? In the, in the hair, in the hair. Yeah, that make all good. I reckon. It made me look like a little surfy boy. Yeah, that'd be all right. Yeah, so it's one of them was you. Post, you you know who else posts books? Who else? Jonathan Marcus. Does he? One of your favourites on Twitter. He oh. always brags about how many books he reads. I actually one didn't time, read that many books. I think I only read like nine books or something this year. Oh, it's pretty nine low. Nine books. That's yeah. what, one every five weeks? It's pretty low this year. Didn't have much time. I told you before, too busy. Couldn't read. Yeah, you would have yeah. read more books than me. 
Me, Seriously, though, you, you would have seen some of the garbage on social media the last week. I've seen a lot. Yeah. I've uh, seen a lot. But you're the most fun to go at. Getting triggered by someone posting books. Mm, yeah, I am. Okay. Uh, well, I'm not. I just... <laughs> I I always just I do think that most people are posting it to show us how good they are. I've got a book club, so like I've got people I go back and forth with. Here we go. It's good. Here we go, Croaks. The you book want, club. You want to be again. added in the book club? <laughs> Check my story highlights if you want to. Um, if you want to see all my scores on all the books I've read over the last couple of you years. You got to read the books. Yeah, you don't have to read them. I'll just give you Don't a summary. I, just I was read thinking about starting an OnlyFans account actually for people like you. Oh yeah. Just obsess over me. Yeah. What are you going to put Can on you there? add? Can you add Moose to this like group chat for your book club and just see how long it takes to, for Moose to pop up? Moose has left the conversation. <laughs> it's not a group chat. It's all individual back and forth. It's uh, all personalised. Individual? Yeah. People talk to me, give me book recommendations. I talk to them about books. We go back and forth. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. What's coming up, Bradley? What are you doing between now and next week? Um, doing a bit of stuff around the house, getting it ready in case we uh, need to sell it. So, yeah, just a bit of bit of landscaping and just tidying up things that need fixing and that sort of stuff. Very good. Plus a bit of, plus a bit of running, hopefully getting on top of this Achilles. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. Moose, what are you doing? Racing. Back to work. Back to work and racing this week. So we're, we're firing all cylinders. Might have to book in a holiday, actually, soon. Going to Japan, of course, but uh, probably just a little bit of downtime in Jan. Maybe a little training week, one did, week off. Did you I love get Brady's, Brady's going to come down to train. Yeah, you're going to leave for the week. He'll be in Yarrawonga or something, Croaks. Maybe I could get up to Echuca for a week. Yeah, mate, I've got accommodation for you. I've got this like self-contained unit. That was definitely a joke. That's good. You would, you'd you'd challenge her, but I think you'd be able to survive it up here. <laughs> Maybe for three or four nights. Don't come for a week. You'll uh, send, send you home in a body bag. Water pressure is good, Moose. Water pressure is amazing, yeah. That's not is an issue. Is it actually? Yeah, it's great. It's pretty flat there, isn't it? Flat. Got a swimming pool. It's only about tan, tan 45 body. degrees every day. Hey. It's only about 45 degrees every day. It's been pretty good so far. Not much to whinge about, but I think it's coming. Uh, Surf Coast Track Meet's coming up. We've got a live stream, Moose. Well, no, but Athletics Exclusive, I think, might be down there taking photos. So might have to – someone put, tell them to get a camera down there maybe. Taking photos? Yeah, I think but so. not streaming. Uh, also, our Garmin competition, an opportunity to win the Garmin 965 is live on our Instagram, Instagram page. If you haven't entered already, make sure you do that. There's about 3,835 comments as we speak. But that's still pretty good odds, isn't it? One in 4,000 to win a watch. Got to be in it to win it. Got to be in it to win it. Better than Tass Lotto. The I mean, how much effort did it take you to enter? Oh, nothing. All so you got to do is type in a name and follow some accounts. Not a lot you've lost there. Yeah, pretty easy. All right, boys. See us next week. We'll do it all again. I will try to find that audio from World Cross Country that we were talking about. But if I don't, give me an extra week. I'll put it on the end of a summer series episode coming up. See you, boys. See you, boys. Good luck for the yeah. weekend. Thanks, Croaks.